You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. tune in to pin drop discussions and this is your host tyler parker and today i am very excited to bring you guys yet again another episode of pin drop discussions and we're picking up exactly where we left off in the last episode and that was geared towards fighting depression and it came from the concept of you know self-reflection and today's topic is how loneliness can stop your blessings and it came from a realization that i had not too long ago just um actually it was like three days ago and it kind of came at the lowest point that i had this week and uh it was pretty uh, mind-boggling just to get the uh revelation that i got so you know of course here i am uh, back on pin drop discussions to share it with you guys and again, I'm going to have to uh, do one of those shameless plugs just to keep throwing it out there. You guys, um, stay tuned to the Intellectual Social Club. Um, there's a lot of ideas that I have um, circulating in my mind right now, and they're going to come to fruition because I'm speaking it into existence. So, yeah, just... Uh, Stay linked into the Intellectual Social Club. Um, it's definitely, definitely, definitely going to be a a big time company very, very, very soon. So, um, yeah, stay tuned with that. And um, also, if you guys could uh, give us a like, uh, subscribe, a, um, a shout out on uh, social media, uh, whatever platform you're on. Um, we are on... Um, our Heart Radio, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, pretty much just all all the way out there. SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, whatever. We're out there. So um, if you could give us a, a shout out, that would be great. We're also on, on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And, um, you know, if you could put something um, on our page that would be great and uh, yeah so without further ado let's go ahead and get into this and um, this is tying right into the topic of this season which is self-truth and identity proving a purposeful transition and how that correlates from depression and reflection to loneliness is loneliness is a key aspect of depression because here 
in the military, I have experienced a um, severe case of loneliness. And the reason being is because I was obviously going through a uh, transition and, you know, talking with um, two of the guys that um, I was at my last command with today, it was actually like extremely eye opening because I was allowed to um, actually get my thoughts out there. And, um, you know, sometimes just hearing your thoughts out loud actually helps you to think clearly and you know, one of the things that I was talking about was like, there's literally no way to feel lonely in the military. If you think about it as an, you know, as a um, junior enlisted member, you stay in a barracks if you're not married. And um, literally when you go to work, you know, you've got a, a duty buddy. Well, not a duty buddy, but like a, um, a battle buddy is what we call them in the Navy. And that kind of eliminates the whole idea of you know you're being alone and when I was in my room the other day I was just sitting here thinking I was like yo I feel like I'm the only one going through this and then it like triggered my head I'm like okay I'm not the only person that you know has struggled with you know finances I'm not the only person that has struggled with being away from family and I'm not the last person you know and um it's just something to humble myself, you know, because I think that that position of loneliness is like I'm better <laughs> than being alone. You know, like I don't deserve to be alone. Like I deserve to have somebody. And a lot of that is catered to my mindset of having this perfect person who's going to you know, continuously scratch my back the way I want them to scratch my back and that continuously, you know, is able to allow me to pick their brain. They pick my brain and um, just have a, a very intelligent relationship. And, you know, I felt like it's not too much to ask for, but then again, it is because that person can't read my mind. So I can't like just start feeling this sense of separation from people and not voice my concerns and not necessarily concerns but it's just like my spiritual well-being and you know because that's typically the cause of why I get this sense of a um, a sense of loneliness and that loneliness triggers this cue for depression And when I say a cue for depression, I mean, I don't think that depression has fully set in when you are lonely. I think the depression comes in in um, in terms of a set amount of time, like in order for you to be depressed, I think it has to be. Uh, like it's like it's kind of like a weight that's on you like you can feel depression you know it's kind of like this gravity just continuously pushes you down until you feel like you are um like you are lower than the earth's core you know um that that's how i feel when i think about depression and so when i was getting to this concept of well not concept when I was getting to this revelation of loneliness blocking my blessings it came from the fact that my blessings 
are not just in uh, people and interactions, but they're also with the sense of attraction. And there's nothing attractive about a person that is depressed or a person that is lonely because the energy that exudes from their pores is literally clingy. It's either clingy or detached. It's either one of the two, but you know, like you can't really tell which one it is because you really don't care. You just know that that energy isn't what you want, whether it be consciously or subconsciously that your, you know, your body triggers you to say, hey, this this person, uh, there's something off here. You know, a lot of times we just say it in passing. We're like, oh, there's something off about this person. Oh, there's something off about, you know, this person. And um, it's very dismissive to just say it's something off as opposed to be as opposed to being investigative. But here's the thing. We're not all therapists. We're not all trying to become therapists. We're not all trying to uh, create genuine relationships with every single person that we meet. So that um, that whole idea of first impressions is everything. If you are a person that is experiencing loneliness and a person that is experiencing, um, I, I don't want to say, I'll say acute depression. Uh, because if you're experiencing severe depression, then obviously you probably aren't going out anywhere. Um, and so if this person is experiencing these, um, this disease, because it's not yours, you can't say my depression or I'm depressed because then you're, you know, putting that, um, ownership into your body and you're putting that ownership into your energy, which then translates to what you were giving off. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting to say like the vibes that you give off they kind of they're not just vibes you know it's um it's in your language it's in your your um your walk it's in your posture it's in uh literally how you communicate your uh body body language i mean which is also posture but um that can either be standing still or you know walking uh because to point out a um an interesting little tidbit. It was a, a guy who was walking beside me as I was walking to my, um, to, as I was walking to the facility where we were, um, where we worked at. And this is at my old command. He was like, "Hey, I noticed you have really good posture." I'm like, good. I don't really have good posture, but okay, I'll bite. What are you referring to? And he was like, you know, because uh, I was walking with my hands behind my back um, and they were uh, like clenched. And I was actually just doing it now. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you heard, but um, yes, yeah, so I was just walking with my hands behind my back. And that's my uh, thinking walk. You know, I was just taking the air in. I was um, trying to be aware of my thoughts that day. And I was just trying to um, prepare my mind for what I had going on and I decided that day that I wasn't going to allow outside thoughts to permeate my mood or to, I'm sorry, to penetrate my mood and when I made that decision, you know, he just like kind of just walked up behind me, he's like, yeah, you got like this nice stroll going on, you know 
You got your hands behind your back. It's very authoritative. Very authoritative. Um, like, and you just, you know, you just kind of give off this authority vibe. And I was like, yeah, um, that's interesting. So, literally with that being said, he was like, yeah, uh, I wish I had something like that. I was like, well, you, you know, you can have something like that. It's not that difficult. You just have to think. But like inside of that moment, me being dismissive, me saying it's not that hard. I wasn't thinking about, you know, all of the struggles that I had to, you know, go through to get there. And I say all the struggles. I don't mean like I've struggled um, a lot. I just mean like the struggles were a lot for me. They were my burdens to bear. And uh, yeah, it's it heavy for me. It may not be heavy for other people, but you know, it's heavy for me. And um, so with that being said, there's three key revelations or three key concepts that came out of this revelation is that your mind uh, is reprogrammed when you are lonely and your mind is programmed to a point where it affects your actual body your physical body because your, your physical body responds to you being lonely and it responds to you being depressed so if your mind is telling you hey I'm not feeling good or maybe it's not telling you that specifically maybe it's not using words that you understand maybe you're uh like there's a miscommunication going on between your mind and your body to where you don't understand how you feel because you haven't investigated you just know that something is off right and um once your mind is reprogrammed your spirit can operate so with that being said your spirit is what feels depressed and your spirit like you know people are like oh you got spunk you've got spirit and spirit is more than just this uh this, this concept of the metaphysical uh, being you know i, I know that sounds kind of like far outlandish um when they're like okay so when i say it sounds far outlandish I'm talking to the Tyler uh, that I knew maybe 10, 10 years ago, you know, because to me, like a metaphysical body, I'm like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like some some science fiction stuff. And it's not. It's actually <laughs> real. And um, people talk about like astral projection and all this other stuff. It's like, oh, that sounds like extremely crazy. I can't really get into that. And when you think about your actual spirit you when you think about the being that is inside of you when you think about um like these concentration exercises to where you can feel the elements in your body and it's like you can feel alive like i don't know if uh, you've ever experienced feeling alive where you just sit down like if you just sit down and calm yourself to the point where it becomes a meditation to where you just concentrate all of your mind on like just the nerves in your fingertips the 
like joints, your your joints, your aches and your pains, like you can actually like feel it more, like you can feel your body more intensely is the point that I'm getting at. And that is because that is like an element of your spirit. Is your spirit is what allows you to do this. And so when you're depressed, that spirit is not just picking up your uh, the feelings in your body it's also picking up these outside characteristics of feeling and then you're like cause now it's it's kind of um, putting pressure on your mind to create scenarios that cause you to not just overanalyze but um, falsely accuse people of things that they don't even that they're not even aware of and by that I mean by saying that you're lonely accuses people of not being there and you're not sure if they're there or not because you've got this block up because your spirit is so depressed that you are no longer able to feel the things that they are saying you know you're not you're no longer able to feel the same energy that they're giving you because all you can feel is this depression all you can feel is this this weight this gravity this loneliness that is absorbed you and it has become everything that you think darkness is because you just can't see anything past it. And the way to beat this, right, is there's three key concepts, patience, determination, and consistency. You have to have patience in order to wait out this storm. And I mean, like when I was just talking about meditation, use that that meditation. When you say when you feel, when you start to feel lonely, sit there in that isolation for a second before you claim it. Before you say I am depressed. Before you say I'm lonely, sit there in that isolation. Sit there in that moment and say, okay, let me feel what's going on. Because I I promise you, I've heard so many times from God is just like I need to be patient especially in this situation here's a prime example I went out and I bought a PlayStation 4 four days ago God was like be patient I was like nah cause I'm gonna be in my room you know and I don't have anything to do and you know I'm gonna just go ahead and get it and I'm gonna get Destiny uh, this video game that I like to play, I played it like a couple years ago, and it's going to be great. The price of it was $279. The price of the video game was $29. They were like, oh yeah, we've got sales going on. Uh, you know, you never know when there's going to be a sale because it's at the Navy Exchange. It's like, it's not really um, in our system or whatever. We just, you know, we just put out that, you know, when we have a sale. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because I had, um, so I had bought a, a book bag for traveling over to, um, from one base to the other base because I had too much stuff. So I, um, took that bag back, didn't have the receipt. So what they did was they ended up giving me store credit. So, um, I had like $129 in store credit. I was like, okay, if I've got $129 in store credit, I can just put it towards the system and boom, I've got, you know, um, got a game system I got like my room came with a TV so I was like I want to watch like Hulu and stuff and um and Netflix and all that other stuff and um 
you know, I was going to get a DVD player, but I was like, ah, no, this would be, you know, better in the long run, even though PlayStation 5 is coming out sometime uh, this year. I was just like, ah, it'd be fine. Had I been patient, two days later, there was a sale that knocked that PlayStation down another $20. So I was like, hmm, prime example right here of being patient. And sometimes, like, that moment of patience that is required isn't even long. You know, it's like, it's almost instant. Like, but it's just that, that concept of instant gratification has become this uh, wide culture that we just, that not we, that I, Tyler Parker, have invested in and I've felt entitled to things more quickly than I actually am able to appreciate them. And that's not good, right? Because this this is like, oh, let me get it right now and I'll be happy. And you're never, I'm never really like happy um, with the result because I'm always like finding out something else, like down the line, you know? And uh, that is my plug-in for people right there. Um, Patience. Uh, determination you have to be determined to stay patient like in these situations because it is not just saying like I'm gonna be patient uh, because you know I've said it so many times time and time again I'm like uh, I'm determined to follow this through see this out and something will come up and I'll just be like not interested in waiting anymore or I'm not interested in uh, continuing this journey anymore Um, and then I end up right back in the same place. So either way, uh, determination is a key factor because it will allow you to see things more clearly, uh, and more intently. And you'll you'll actually get through your situations a whole lot quicker and you'll see that you know you're honestly not lonely and you'll see that you're honestly not depressed and consistency being the last is you have to be consistent with your determination and there's uh, studies that have been shown that say that when you run when you exercise it releases endorphins so your uh, neuroplasticity is the actual term to where you're able to um, change the uh, you're, you're actually able to change the way that your brain thinks about things and if you are consistent to your determination and you know and you're patient and you exercise your actual physical body you actually start to um, change your brain and when you change your brain again we go back to changing your uh, changing your mind to being able to allow your spirit to operate and your brain and your mind are you know two different things um, your brain is the actual physical part of your uh, of your mind like because uh, I think there's a way you can be it, it, I'd have to give you more information on this later um, I don't want to put a, a time frame on it but um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that another time. But your brain and your mind are definitely two different things. And um, all of this, when you, when you put all of this together, it builds confidence. When you, you know, when you add consistency, determination, and patience, or if you want to do it the other way, which is patience, determination, and consistency, it builds confidence, which changes your behavior and your spiritual stature. And then you can literally walk with authority and not even be paying attention to uh, these things that are trying to depress your spirit. And then you are able to receive because your spirit is attractive. Because when you are, so the the title of this episode and the focus of it was loneliness blocks your blessings and the way that it blocks your blessings is because that it tricks you into thinking that you have no authority it tricks you into thinking that you aren't as capable as you are of being attractive and I don't necessarily mean that in a sense of like just straight up physical attraction like you can't change how people you can't change what people like right but you can change what people see because oftentimes more oh i'll just say that more often than not we don't always look with our eyes when things start to uh deteriorate and you start to actually look at a person's being for you know who they are you're not looking at you know their physical attributes you're not looking um, at what they appear to offer you start to see what their mind is like you start to see uh, how they think how they operate how they how they flow and if you're lonely and depressed you can't flow because you're like a rock you're like a rock in a current or what was it you're like a, a boulder in a stream like the, the stream is just flowing all around you but you're not moving because you're a boulder because you're depressed you're stuck and I say you because I'm talking to Tyler I'm talking to me that was that was me because I, I mean I got out of it um, I guess so I could share it I don't know um, I, I literally have no idea why um, <laughs> I go through the things that I go through, and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that everybody feels like that, you know, like, why me? Um, I think everybody has that moment, and I think that that moment is okay. I think you have to have patience in that moment. After you uh, embrace that, be patient in it, be determined to get out of that by being patient. And also just being consistent with your determination. And you can beat loneliness and you can beat depression with exercise. Just a little bit of exercise. 30 minutes a day will help you. It will go a long way. Your doctor will be happy. Your spouse will be happy. Other people will see you as attractive. Because last last little plug-in. Um, so I was walking down the gym today. And... Uh, I was like, hmm, you know, people that go to the gym are more attractive than people that don't. 
people that exercise are clearly more attractive than people that don't. Why? It's not because they just have these amazing bodies that God just blessed them with. It's because it's a commitment. It's a, it's like, it's, it's life. You know, exercise is life. It's like you are choosing to be healthy or you're choosing to to try to be healthy, you know, and it's a choice because anytime that people are at the gym, obviously they're, you know, sacrificing part of the time that they could be somewhere else. And people like there's a lot of people that are more consistent than other people. And there's, you know, people that just aren't consistent at all. And you, you know, you see some people that are, do not have these perfect bodies and you're like, oh, well, I mean, they're, they're living life. And you don't have to go to the gym to exercise. You know, you can go for a walk, go for a run, pick up a jump rope, get on a bike. You know, uh, there's many different ways to exercise without being in a gym. But it's this idea of commitment. Like anybody can sit on a couch. Anybody can just watch TV all day. Anybody can lay in the bed all day. But if you, when you exercise, you release endorphins. You are literally changing your brain. So you're making an effort to be happy. You're making an effort to beat loneliness. You're making an effort to beat depression. And you're not just, you know, doing it for yourself. Because I'm not sure, you know, what other people are going through. But, you know, sometimes this, uh these symptoms are hereditary like they run in the family it's just like you know you got people that suffer and I think this is just a thought um, like alcoholism and uh, all of these other uh, uh, they're like filler they're, they're, they're things that you do for um, fillers like drinking smoking um I'm not sure, gambling, all these are like fillers to fill these voids of being depressed or being lonely or being isolated. It's like, I'm gonna just do this and this is where I can go to feel loved and this is how I can like to feel loved. And you can literally beat that, you know? And um, you're not just beating it for yourself, you're beating it for your family, you're beating it for your kids, you're beating it for your friends. You're beating it to set an example to be a stronger individual and uh you know with that being said um I, I hope you guys go out and exercise get at least 30 minutes in um but yeah uh do something go do something fun uh play basketball i love to play basketball play uh soccer football hockey well i don't know depending on what state you're in um I think everybody's got like a hockey rink or something, or you just go skating. Um, you can go bowling. You go do something fun to release some energy and get some blood flowing and change your mind, beat loneliness, and uh, yeah, just continue to uh, love on people and um, continue to change the world for real. This has been Pin Drop Discussions. Tyler Parker.
control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.